There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshish, Bracious. We're starting again. We're starting the Torah another time. What an exciting moment. And as there is a well-known tradition that when you make a, a seal, when you make a completion, which we completed the Torah on Sabchus Torah, to somehow connect the end of the Torah and the beginning of the Torah, the end of the Torah, of course, is about Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, who accepted the Torah for, for Klai Yisrael and brought it to Klai Yisrael, and, uh, and Bracious, which, of course, the central point of the six days of creation is, of course, Shabbos. So let's see if you can't build some kind of a connection between Torah and, and Shabbos and, and point out the amazing, the amazing power of Shabbos, the first, uh, the build-up to the Shabbos project coming in, in three weeks. But let's, let's say as follows. The Gemara in Saita has an opinion that if a person, Chas Shalom, did an Avera, so that would have the power to nullify the reward for a previously done mitzvah. Now, words, the two are contingent. If you, if, if you did an Avera, an Avera uh, uh, is mutually exclusive. It can wipe out a mitzvah. But no Avera can wipe out the rewards that a person gets for learning Torah. I think more brings the Pasuk. Mayim Rabim lo yuchlu That even the great deluge cannot wipe out the love that's created by by uh, by Talmud by Talmud Torah. Now, the the Svarim bring bring down that when we say that Torah cannot be extinguished by any Avera, that's only when a person learns Torah lishma for the sake of knowing the Torah, for the sake of connecting with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, with with the internal drive and internal love. That can never be extinguished by any, by any, uh, 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 Aveda. That's why we find even some very great people, Achitoifel, uh, uh, Doeg, were great, great Torahs, uh, uh, giants, but their Torah didn't protect them because it wasn't learnt for the right, uh, the right, uh, uh, motiv- motivation. I would see that, uh, uh, throughout the, 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 they say on the, on the uh, Mishnah in Pirkeiovus, it says, "Asay Torascha Keva, make your make your Torah uh, 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 fixed." What is what does that mean? So, unfortunately, explain that since there's this concept that an avera can wipe out the reward due for a mitzvah, but not Torah. So, obviously, that's talking about a person who didn't learn Torah. Lishma. Then the the avera can 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 wipe it could wipe it out. But if a person learns Torah uh, 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 for any other reason, not 
for his own benefit, for his own enjoyment, to be called a rav, to get even to get rewards, there it doesn't have the power to withstand any averis that a person that a person does. So that's why it says, "Asay taroska keva." Learn uh, if one learns l'shma, then one's Torah is fixed, then one's Torah is permanent, then one's Torah is steadfast, that nothing can come and and possibly. And possibly wipe, wipe it out. So based on, on that, so now perhaps you can understand there's a medrash. The medrash says in Pasha Shemois, Vayar Lakimis Bene Yisrael, when Hashem saw in Mitzrayim, Kaisal were crying, Kaisal were, 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 were under the boots of the Egyptians, Vayedalakim, and Hashem knew what to do. So the Medrash says, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Omer, what, what, what does it mean by Yar Lakim? What did Hashem see? Says, Ra Yisoa Shasidim Loimar Eile Lehecha Yisrael. He saw that Kla Yisrael, when they was going to, about to do the Egel, they said, look, this is your God, this golden calf, this is your God. But he also saw, so, uh, uh, no, by Yedalakim, what did Hashem know? That in the future, Lahaktim Nasim and Dishma, that by, by Kabbalah Satira, Klai Yisrael would commit themselves, Nasim and Nishma, to doing what HaKadosh Baruch wanted, even without get understanding what it was that, uh, they were being, they were being, uh, 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 told. So obviously this Medrash needs some elucidation. What did HaKadosh Baruch see? In the words, and what did he know through the fact that they said, Nasim Nishma first? So, Shah would be the Gemara in Shabbos says, now we know it says, Kleiso literally stood underneath the mountain. Hashem held the Torah over their heads, over the, the, the mountain over their head like a barrel, and said, see that mountain? If you accept the Torah, good. Otherwise, uh, that mountain will come crashing down on your, on your heads. So, and the word says, Oh, so now, Christ will always have an excuse. If Hashem wants to punish us for the Averis we did, say, no, we never accepted it willingly. You forced us to accept the Torah, even though later on they re-accepted it willingly at the time of the Nase of, uh, of, of, of Purim. So therefore, Cloud Yisrael really accepted the Torah out of, out of Yira, out of, out of fear. Now, when a person learns Torah out of fear, so then, that's not protected. There an Avera could wipe out the, the Torah. And therefore, really when Kleisel said, when they did the Avera of the golden calf, that really would have wiped out, that was an Avera that would have wiped out the Koyach of any Torah they learned. Right? And, but it says, and, and that's why Kodesh Baruch who really, uh, didn't want to, uh, take Kleisel out of out of Mitzrayim, because whatever they gained was going to be, was going to be lost. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that they also said, Nase v'nishma, 
Right? They said, well, we're committing ourselves to you on any level, no matter what. So then Hashem was, was calmed down. Why? Because we know that the Medrash Tanchum and Pashas, uh, uh, Nayach says, how do we in fact, uh, 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 kind of uh, reconcile? If they said Nas of Nishma, it sounds like a very, very willing acceptance of Torah. And yet you say that the mountain was on the head, says the Medrash. No. What they accepted willingly was the Torah Shibksav, was the written Torah. They were perfectly happy to accept unconditionally. But Torah Shvapeh, which requires hard work and sweat and toil, that they only were prepared to commit to after they were, after that a mountain, uh, 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 over there. Therefore, Torah Shibksav was accepted out of true love. And therefore, the learning of Torah Shabbat no Avera has the ability to, uh, to, to, ex- to extinguish it. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch felt confident that since Kaisal accepted Torah Shabbat willingly, nothing, not even the angel, could wipe out that, that school. And therefore, Kaisal could go out of, could go out of a, 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 a Mitzrayim. Now, the truth is, while, while the, Talmud Babli seems to hold that uh, an Avera only uh, uh, cannot wipe out Torah if Torah is learnt lishma. That's the opinion of of the the Gemara. However, <coughs> the 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 other Tanoim, in fact, the the, the Zohar Hakadosh, says that it's not true. He brings from a different pasuk. The pasuk says. In Pasha Sav, Eish Tukad, Eish Tomit Tukad on the Mizbeach that on the Mizbeach was an obligation that there always had to be a fire burning. It could never be extinguished. Says the Zayah, that's referring to the Torah. That the Torah, we know, Torah is compared to fire, and that the Torah says, Loi Sikhbe. The fire of Torah can never ever be, be extinguished. And we know that fire is always the aspect of, of Yira. That in fact the, the Zion himself sells later. What does it mean? Ishtomid? What fire is always burning? It says that's the fire of the Akedas Yitzchak. That is always burning in front of Akadosh Baruch Hu, And Akadosh Baruch Hu never ever forgets it. Now Yitzchak we know was the Midah of Yira. Of, 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 of Midas Hadin. And therefore, we're being told that even the fire of Torah can never be extinguished, i.e., even Torah learnt out of Yira doesn't have the, can never be extinguished even by, by the, uh, by an Avera. So that is the, that is the, uh, uh, the, the opinion of Rav Shimma Yechai. That, that, uh, that Torah, even learnt Meira, can never be extinguished, but, mitzvahs, there he agrees, that a mitzvah, uh, uh, if, unless it's done absolutely lishma, their, their Torah, their, their Avera can, can extinguish it. In fact, uh, uh, we know that, we know from the Gemara elsewhere, that Yavshimim Nechai, uh, uh, belittles, any action, even a, 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 a mitzvah action, if the, 
intention of the person who did it was not the same Shemayim. We have that famous Gemara in, in uh, Shabbos, Daflam and Gimel, where Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda were discussing uh, uh, the actions of the, of, of the Goyim in, in, in terms of uh, developing the world. And Rabbi Yehuda was saying how amazing are the actions <coughs> of, the, of, the, of the Romans. They, they made these huge marketplaces. They made uh, 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 amazing bridges. Right, they put up bathhouses, and Rav Shimon Yisrael said, "What are you talking about? Whatever they did, they only did for themselves. They made bathhouses uh, in order to sort of uh, pamper themselves. They made these bridges, these bridges, in order to collect uh, 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 tolls, right, etc. In other words, even the the action, which seemed that's a very, very decent, very worthwhile uh, action, even mitzvahs, if they're being done for a, a non-altruistic reasons, for own personal personal uh, gain. So that 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 is useless, and that can be, and that can be extinguished by uh, an avera. And, and and you can't say kamanoim same how beautiful the actions. Those actions are not beautiful at uh, at uh, at all. But by lima Torah, according to the zayar. Even if your learning is not the same Shemayim, it has a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous uh, amayla, and the light created by that Torah can never be extinguished by by an Avera. And in fact, on the contrary, it'll bring a person back to to uh, to to mitzvahs. So, therefore, when the Gemara says that when Kaiso has uh, said Nasim Nishma. So we know it says uh, 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 millions of malachim came and gave every yid two crowns, one for Naseh and one for Nishma. And when they sinned by the Egel, so a double amount of angels came down and took the crowns away. It says, The crowns were taken by, by, away from Kaiso. But says Rabchama Rabbi Hanina, uh, that, uh, that Moish Rabbeinu took all those crowns. He was Zoyche to all those crowns. That's why it says Moshe Yikach Esoel. Moshe took all the crowns and that's what says of Shlokeh. That's why his face was shining because he received all those all those the crowns because of, of he received all that 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 light from the Naseh Venishma. However, the Gemara says that Rashlaki says that Akarish Bokh is going to return the crowns to to Klaisa, as it says, Uftuye Hashem Yeshuvun Uvoitsiabrina. Those that Hashem redeems will be returned and they'll come to Klaiso. Verena with great joy, the Simchas Oilam Al Roisham. The, 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 the Simcha that they had originally will be back on, on, on their heads. They'll, they'll get the crowns, the crowns, uh, uh, back. Now we know that Shimon Ba Yochai also had this tremendous light. He also, his face shone. In fact, he, he testifies about himself that 
uh, I, I have a, a, this quality that no one since Moshe Rabbeinu ever, 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 ever had. I have this, uh, this, uh, this light that even though Klal Yisrael, uh, uh, accepted the Torah Miyira, even though they accepted the Torah out of fear with a mountain over their head, nevertheless, even that, the, the, the Avera of the Egel had no power to take it away. Therefore, according to the opinion of Shema Yechai, there was no justification at all for taking away the, the, the crowns from Klaiso, because even a, a Kabbalah Satira done out of a year cannot be extinguished by an Avera. So therefore, so to speak, he took it, he took it back that, uh, that he had that light on his, on his, uh, on his face. So, so, uh, uh, and that way he says he was even greater. That uh, somebody knew that his face was shining. Moshe didn't know he caught on our, our, our panov because, uh, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu thought that Kaisal had lost the crowns, uh, uh, legitimately. And he didn't know that, that, uh, that he had received it, received it in, in, uh, in, in itself. How does this all connect to Shabbos? So, uh, we know that Kamar says that Rabbi Yehuda referred to Rabbi Shimon Yochai as, as Shabbos. Uh, why? Because everything, the whole, the whole, uh, six days of the week, the whole year is, is, is blessed by his, by his, uh, by his Torah. As it says, Shabbos Lashem, Kodesh Lashem, that just like Shabbos is Kodesh Lashem, so Rabbi Shimon also is, is Kodesh Lashem. So why would Rabbi, why would Rabbi Rashbi be called Shabbos? Because the Bnei Yisrochah says, says an amazing thing. It says in the name of the, of the Chida, that although generally we said that Rimbabli certainly holds that a mitzvah can be extinguished by an Avera, However, the observance of Shabbos, someone who keeps Shabbos, Shabbos we know is the equivalent to the whole Torah, that reward can never ever be taken, be taken away. And, and, and it's, cause Shabbos then is equal to the whole Torah. Torah we know can never be extinguished by an Avera. So Shabbos too, the reward for Shabbos is eternal and can never ever be, be taken, be taken, uh, uh, away. Right? And that's why it's called, uh, uh, Shabbos is called Nachala Belimitzarim. Inheritance without borders because it's, it's an eternal reward that can never ever be taken, be taken, uh, uh, away. That's why it says, Vayavorach Elakim Es Yoim Ashri Hashem Gebenched, the seventh day Vayakadesh Oisoi. The Medrash says, what, what was the Kedushin? It says, a berachor ba'or ponav shal adam. That the glow that a person has on his face, the way a person looks on Shabbos is different than the way he looks during, during the, uh, the, during, during, during the week. 
So, and what is that or what is that light of Shabbos? That's the indication that it's such a mitzvah that can never ever have the rewards taken taken away. So, Rav Shimon Yochai, who also understood that the Kaiso had no justification for losing those crowns, because even Kabbalah Satoru Meyira can never ever the reward for that can never be taken away. So therefore, his face was shining, and therefore the concept of the shining face is the concept that we're doing something that is absolutely e- eternal. And 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 Meshabenu was whose face was shining. So therefore, we learn here a tremendous, tremendous concept that Shabbos, which is such a, a hallmark of, of of the Jewish life and of, and of Pasha's gracious. Is such a fundamental thing that if a person gets involved in keeping Shabbos and keeping Shabbos properly and making an effort as best as he can to do whatever, whatever he can, that's an unbelievable mitzvah that nothing, even if the rest of his lifestyle isn't yet up to the level where he's keeping maybe all of the other, other mitzvahs, that is something that is an unbelievable investment can never ever be taken away from a person in this world or, or or the next. What an incredible idea as we start the Torah again and we and we de- rededicate ourselves Bez Hashem, to Shabbos and to the mitzvah of, of, of Talmud Torah. This is 101.9 Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul. We're back on your radio here on Erev Shabbos Kedish. Parshas Bereshis, as we always do at this time, on, at the beginning of the second segment, to give you all the inf- important information you need to know about this coming Shabbos, the first Shabbos of the cycle of the Parshas of the, of the year. So, candlelighting <coughs> today is no later than 5.57, three minutes before 6 o'clock is the latest time you can do it. But, as always, don't wait for the last minute. You can get them up just before 5 o'clock already. You can light your candles, and that will be great. That will be wonderful to have an extra hour of, of Shabbos. Don't lose out on that <coughs> on that opportunity. Uh so if uh, look quenching is five fifty seven, that makes Shkia at quarter past six. So if you want to daven Mayrav and not have to repeat over the Shema, then you can wait till six thirty three, and that's certainly night, and you won't have to repeat the the Shema. Tomorrow, the, tomorrow, besides being beautiful Shabbos Kodesh and Parshas Precious, the very very uh, first Parsha of the year, it's also Shabbos Mavorchim. We're about, unfortunately, take leave of Chodesh Tishrei and enter the next month, Cheshvan, which some call Mar Cheshvan, but Mar Cheshvan, they say, stands for Merachashin. It's where we get the whispers. We continue to hear the whispers of the Yom Naroim, of Chagasukas, of all the beautiful brachas that we accrue during, during Chodesh Elul and Chodesh Tishrei. Come with us as we go into the so to speak, the mundane year and, and push our way forward, Bezus Hashem, towards Hanukkah, which is only two months, two months away. Um, 
Right. So, uh, so therefore, now is a Shabbos of Arkham. It's actually Erev Rosh Chodesh, because Rosh Chodesh Mahacheshwan is on Sunday and Monday. So therefore, the Haftarah, uh, instead of the normal Haftarah for Parshas Breshis, we say the Haftarah from Shmuel of Ayom Eloyonas on Mochor Chodesh, the Haftarah that we usually say when Rosh Chodesh comes out on, on, on a Sunday. So that's special. And then, of course, we have Rosh Chodesh Benjamin, uh, Rosh Chodesh, let's say, on Sunday and, uh, and, and Monday. Um, and that is, yeah, that's the specialty out here. Obviously, no, no Avorachamim in the, uh, in, in the davening. Uh, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.48, 12 minutes before 7 o'clock. It's already getting, getting later. Baruch Hashem, the Shabbos day is getting, is getting, uh, uh longer. Um, those communities where I have such a custom to say during the summer months, uh, after Mincha Borchinavshi and the Shiamalases that would start from this, uh, this week. And of course, uh, Moetzel Shabbos, we go straight into, into, uh, a Rosh Chodesh. So certainly one should try to have one Shalashudas a little bit earlier, try to bench, uh, uh, before night so that one doesn't have any question about whether or not one should be saying Yalviyavoy, etc., etc. But otherwise, it's it's an amazing opportunity. And for those of us who haven't maybe taken the chance to go through the Pasha every week, and we say, oh, we'll never keep up. Okay, here's your chance to start. Bracious is here. You actually had a whole week to learn it, which is unusual. Sometimes you simply start is on a end of the week, and you end up with very, very little time to go through the Pasha. So we had a whole week. But even if you haven't started yet, you jump on the bandwagon and, and let's, let's learn the Pasha together. Let's go through it and let's be inspired and grow and grow, uh, grow, grow by it. We are still busy learning the laws of Cholomoyed. Um, and we're going to learn this week about the laws of writing on, on Cholomoyed. We know that there are many, many malachas that are very, very limited in terms of their scope of permissibility on, on Chalmoyed. And of course, writing is, is one of them, uh, also. Uh, generally speaking, uh, a writing is forbidden on, on, uh, on Chalmoyed. And therefore, even something as holy as writing a, a Sefer Torah or a pair of Tvilin, or, or a mezuzah, those should not be written. Even one letter of those holy things should not be written on, on chol, on chol <coughs> And one shouldn't, uh, write really any kind of, uh, legal documents or any, really any kind of business communication or, 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 or uh, or calculations or things like that really should not be done on Cholmoyed at, at, uh, at all. Uh, similarly, really one shouldn't, uh, do any kind of schoolwork or assignments or write, uh, exams, obviously in a situation where one can choose when one has to do them. If you, let's say you're in varsity and 
the dates for exams come out to be on, on Cholomoyed as somehow so often seems to happen and you really don't have much of a choice except unless to sort of options to fill the course or, or write up some other time, then obviously one would be allowed to write those on, uh, on, on Chol, on Cholomoyed. And really, even those things that are necessary for the Yantav itself, if the writing uh, uh, maintain, uh, contains some kind of a professional aspect to it, one shouldn't, one shouldn't do it to write kind of a, a, a calligraphy, right? Uh, 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 you know, where we you write letters in special kind of ways or, or, or forms, but, or, or, there's a, a special effort to beautify or make the letters very, very straight. Anytime you're doing something to create a, a visual and beautiful effect, that should not be done on, uh, on, on Chol, Chol But if it's something that you need for Yom Tiv, one can write sort of normal, normal print, normal script, if the uh, uh, writing is necessary for Yontif, in other words, uh, uh, to write the way people normally write in a normal handwriting without any special attempt to beautify the, the, uh, the writing. So therefore, let's say a person needs to make a shopping list. He needs to augment his supplies for the rest of, of Yontif. You can write a normal, uh, list of the things that you need, of the ingredients that you need in order to, to prepare yourself to go to the, uh, to the, to the shop, to the shops. Or one can even, such a thing even still exists, to write a, a sort of a normal, I guess we'd call it a friendly letter to, to a friend or something like that, or just a normal, uh, communication. Uh, if that's also part of the needs for, for, uh, a young tip, because clearly communicating with people one has a relationship with and uh, sending a letter or getting a letter definitely is something that increases one's level of of joy and enjoyment of of the uh, of the mind on the condition that obviously you shouldn't uh, postpone the work and do it specifically on 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 uh, on chal, chal, uh, chal maid, and you shouldn't sort of you want to write a letter to your friend don't push it off until until uh, until Chalmai. We'll be back in one more moment. This is 11.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul. Please stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul, on a Friday afternoon, Arab Shabbos, Kurdish Pashas, Bracious, we're back on your radio for our final segment, and we are talking about the laws of writing on and we said that uh, one would be allowed, let's say you want to send your friend a, a gift and in, enclose with it a, a card of, of good wishes or, or, or thanks, or whatever it might, it might be. Uh, or if you, let's say, want to give someone a, a safer and you'd like to write an inscription uh, inside of it, that would be allowed to be done. Some are our machmir that any time they write anything on on Cholamoyed, even those things that are allowed to be written and because and they're writing in normal handwriting to write at least the first line 
a little bit skew, a little bit differently to show that it's being done in a slightly a different kind of way than weekday. But if one wanted to be lenient and, and write in the normal way, that also would be, would be permitted because that in fact is the opinion of most of the, of the Paiskin. Practically speaking, I think one can do it, one can write in one's normal handwriting in a normal, uh, 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 flow. Now, uh, writing on a computer, typing, is also considered, uh, like, like a normal, uh, work. It's not, it's not professional, uh, writing. So therefore, again, you could write on your computer, on your phone, a, a list, a shopping list, or something like that. Or, uh, uh, you could send a, some kind of message on, on the, on, on the telephone or an email that, that one is allowed to send on, on, uh, on Cholomoy. But anything that is not absolutely necessary for Yom Tov itself is, is also because even non-professional work is not allowed if it's not absolutely necessary for Yom Tov. Now, if someone is, is learning Torah, and he wants to summarize or, or, or write sort of a, or write his chidushim down in, in a normal handwriting, either by hand or by on the computer in order to be able to focus better in his learning. Some people, when they write things down, it helps them to, to concentrate, uh, 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 better. So again, so since there the writing is for the purpose of a mitzvah to enhance his, his lima de Torah, that is, that is, uh, uh, permissible. Now, um, uh, printing, using your, your, your printer. So, uh, so that's actually, uh, interesting because some of the Paiskin, uh, hold that that is professional work, printing a, a document. And even though the, the, actual act of printing, you just press the, the print button and it works, it's a very straightforward thing, but since it can come out looking very, very professional, today we have the ability to print documents that look like they were done literally by a a, a printer, it looks like a professional, therefore, uh, 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 one, it's correct, that certainly, uh, in the first instance, to take into account the stricter place can let's say one really should not print things on uh, on on Yontem, and uh, that seems to be the policy unless actually uh, uh, it's necessary if it's uh, something for a sack or a decision of Beisden or it's something that otherwise would cause a person a loss then the halacha may be different but standard one really should not print things on Chalmait at uh, at at uh, at at all. Now, as uh, as far as sort of playing games and things like that is is concerned, just to uh, just to begin. So, even though we said uh, writing and and creating things or, or drawing or sticking things together and sewing, all these things are all part of the malachas that are forbidden on. Uh, on uh, on uh, Chalmai. However, for little children, 
they're allowed to write or to draw or to cut or to stick things or to so as as a game that is permissible for children because since they uh, are not able to learn Torah like adults are able and their want is every day they usually are are playing and that they enjoy doing more than anything else so for them a uh, uh, playing is considered to be something necessary for 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 yontif, and and certainly it's it's not professional work. It's it definitely falls into the category of being hedgehog of being plain work, and therefore and therefore it is uh, it is much. And, and adults are even allowed to help them with their with their games because that is uh, again it's not professional activity. And since for the child it's considered necessary for yontif then you're allowed to uh, 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 do it. But we are not, as adults, we are not allowed to draw or to fold uh, papers in a in a professional uh, kind of way, you know, do uh, origami and uh, make any other kind of creations for your own enjoyment because uh, we try to make it as beautiful as possible and that would be then a professional work which is which is also on, uh, on, on, on Cholomite. Well, that's about all the time we have this week. So just take the opportunity to wish you all a, a beautiful good Shabbos. Thank you for being with us. As I said, take the opportunity to grab the first Shabbos, get involved in the Pasha, learn something, be inspired, get the energy you need to keep you going. What was it? About two months till, till, uh, uh, uh December holidays. We've got a lot to get done in our, in our, in our physical lives and in our Rukhni sticker lives. Make it beautiful. Make it count. Make it very, very special. And just to end up by wishing everyone of our radio family a good Shabbos. And afterwards, of course, a good Shabbos, a good Chodesh. May it be a Chodesh full of bracha and atzlacha, gesund, nachas, and panasa for all of us. Take care and thank you for this.